The Premier League Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is brought to you by the SGPN Merch Store. Use the promo code SGPNBA to get 10% off everything in the store. Welcome, everybody, to the Premier League Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. My name is Malcolm Bamford, coming to you from Newcastle-upon-Tyne, up in the northeast of England. Today is Thursday, April the 20th, and we are here to handicap a slate of eight Premier League games on Saturday and Sunday. Friday, Saturday and Sunday, in fact. We've got a Friday night game. Um, And we've got two FA Cup semi-finals as well. Uh, one on Saturday and one on Sunday. So loads of action. Um, busy schedule, actually, because there's midweek card next week as well. So it's it's a double bubble um, of excitement. And joining us from somewhere in Nottinghamshire is Mr. Barry Penaluna. Baz, what's happening? How are we doing? I'm just... Um, I'm tremendous. I'm just... Uh, yeah, you must be... Gnawing on a lump of cheese at the moment. Oh, yeah. You must but be uh, made of money, are you, Baz? I was running late and I realised I haven't had anything uh, to eat this evening. Well, you were running yeah. late, so two pounds in the tin. Or... Yeah. Lump, lump of cheddar. Ooh. No. Two pounds or, I can't remember, four pounds if we're going on microwave time. So we'll probably split all right. I'll tell you, I'll do you a favour, Baz. Three pounds is the answer. Three pounds in the tin. Pounds for that fire stick. <laughs> What fire stick? You haven't got a fire stick. It was your mate. You couldn't confirm nor deny. I've got to pass it on to me, mate, though. Uh, for the existence of the uh, of the fire stick. Um, <laughs> right, I've got a question to ask you, Baz. It's quite important. Um, yeah. uh, I was talking to Terza this week, and he told me... I don't know why... We, actually, I don't know why we're talking about this. Um, did you or did you not ever have Bobby Zamora's phone number? Yes. <laughs> yes. That's what he said. What a weird... Why? Why did I? Why did I? I can't remember the story. We do It comes straight to my head. As soon as you mentioned it, I... I can't th- for the life of us. There'll be somebody who will know the answer to that. Who <laughs> will know the answer to that. I don't know how... So you know that you had Bobby Zamora's phone number, but you don't know why. I'm sure it was something random, like somebody messaged me. I've got a feeling he might have messaged me, like on the wrong number or something. I don't know. What year was this? I need to I need to rack my brains. This must have been, I was still working in Newcastle. I mean, we're talking 10 years ago, maybe. Is that all? Yeah, yeah. I mean, okay. when, Zamora, when was Bobby Zamora actively playing decent level? I think. It was, oh, he was around for years, wasn't he? He was a thing like at the time. I must, I'll, I'll tell you who might know, Nick, because I'm sure I was working with Nick at the time. So I'll, I'll ask the question. But yes, I did have, for some reason, Bobby Zamora's phone number. I don't know why. Good. That, I'll take that off then. I mean, that's, um, that's yeah, that's so told me about I mean, that. Half of our listeners probably don't even know who Bobby Zamora is. No, Bobby Zamora. He had quite a good song, didn't he? Uh, when the ball hits the goal, it's not Shiro or Cole, it's Zamora. That was his song. So there you go. He was kicked, he was playing around the time of Shiro Cole. You see, the clues are coming together, Baz. We put this stuff together. Um, YouTube open and lively. Captain saying, oh, good evening. And Serial's here. Um, Serial is quite rightly pointing out that uh, Barry only tails Moonaf's um, baseball picks off the MLV show rather than mine. Do you want to explain yourself? Does that count as baseball chat? And a fine yeah, it's a one dollar fine. I tell you what, we're making money hand over fist. You're already in for three why, pounds. I'll tell you why, Malcolm. Moonaf makes yeah. it really easy. I follow Moonaf the Machine Manji on Twitter. Yeah. And when I scroll through Twitter, I see Moonaf's picks for the night. Um, so it makes it really easy for me. Yeah, to that's true. Picks. Pick one or two out, see what game's next going off, and I just pick it from there. And I've done really well, to be fair. So Moonaf's uh, done good for me lately on the old baseball. Yeah, okay. Uh, why don't you marry him? Uh, and right, so I was watching the telly the other day, and it was that posh fella who wears posh coloured trousers. He's always on a train. Do you know the bloke I'm on about? No, nah, not a clue. No, nah, he's he's always on a train, and he wears posh trousers. Anyway, he was investigating fish sauce, right? And how they make fish sauce. He was in Vietnam, 
he'd been on a train. So, and this reminded me, but I've got a bottle of fish sauce in the cupboard. Well, it's not the cupboard now, because it's here, right? Squid brand, as you can see. Do you, do you have fish sauce? Do you use fish I sauce? If I, if I could be bothered, I've got a, a box here in the cupboard next to me, which is full of oriental condiments, let's say. All right. So, you know, it's just next, got the fish sauce. There, it'll be next to the rice wine, the soy sauce. Yeah. So I'll have some fish sauce, I mean, it's a pungent thing, the fish sauce. I only probably use it two or three times. If you look through the label, you can see how full it is there. It's probably maybe, I'd say bang on half full now. What I'm asking you, Baz, is what's the sell-by date on this bottle of fish sauce? Oh, that's going to be an old one, isn't it? Because um, my fish sauce has probably been in there for a good three or four years. So I'm going to say that expired in 2016. That's a big problem. It's a big old. It is a big, but that's what I mean. You like, how much uh, fish sauce can you get to? Like, Baz, the fish, the squid brand fish sauce, one pound twenty. By the way, bargain uh, expired on the 9th of December, twenty ten. Twenty ten. You were miles away. One pound twenties. I mean that for fifteen years ago. That's quite expensive. Is it? Anyway, we're here to talk football, Malcolm. So live update. Uh, Man, you've just gone two 0 down. Hello. Yeah. Hold, hold on. Hold on. Nope. Oh, well, it's just it just flashed up a VAR review. Uh, it's not been disallowed yet. I haven't got the game on. I'm just looking at the live. Screen. I had it on next door. I left Bob sitting there watching it and told him to come and tell me if anything happened. But I think it's been choked off. Oh, that's disappointing. Yeah, offside, disappointing there. Yeah. I'm, I'm on the over 2.5 was my pick for that one. Uh, so a nice early goal for Sevilla. Uh, just had a message through from one of the chats I'm in saying Man United looks shite. Um, and another one from Mick earlier on saying I see Slabheed and that goth Divvy are both doing their usual routine. <laughs> it was a terrible goal. Like It was a, yeah, it was a pathetic decision from De Gea. And then, obviously, our slabhead wasn't able to do anything about it. And they ended up 1-0 down. I'm on Sevilla. Uh, so, there you go. So, Mick... Um, yeah, we'll have a quick... Uh... Mick, who'd messaged that, did message me the other day. Uh, he enjoyed your come down with me, crack. He's disappointed. Oh, did he? Come down with me, yeah. Uh... Oh, mate. I forget about that. I forget that happens, you know. And then I sometimes wonder, I'd wistfully think back, I would have had the fish sauce out, Baz. I could have easily. <laughs> exactly. And it, uh, you know, we also had a bit of chat um, about the. Uh, I told you my ten-year-old cooked the three-course meal the other day. Oh yeah. So so Mick had also asked if he was failing as a parent, as his ten-year-old can't even make his own toast. <laughs> Bob <laughs> recently learned to make toast, and it was like world of toast around here for about a fortnight. He was just making toast, bringing to Dad. You want some toast? No, I've had some toast. Dad, taste this toast. Like that was the best one. Taste this toast. Like he made the best ever toast. Like he cracked it. He fucking he clocked toast. There was no more higher recipe than the uh, recipe that Bob had done for toast. Um, he's calmed down a bit now on the toast front. Like. Um, so yeah, the European stuff. Then I survived this week, Baz, which was all I hoped to do because um, I hadn't survived last week. Last midweek, I went over five. Um, the highlight, in lots of ways, was Chelsea nil Real Madrid two. Um, it was very funny. Hapless uh, Frank cracked on with another defeat. Um, one win in seventeen games in all competitions and for all various clubs uh, for Hapless Frank. But Madrid was six to four plus one fifty. Baz, you took the same pick, and it was fairly fairly bloodless win for us. Yeah, I mean it was exactly as we thought, wasn't it? I mean Chelsea created plenty of chances again, but as always, they can't take them. And we just said as the game went on, we thought Real Madrid would pick them off as as they did um, with Liverpool in the in the second leg when the game was already pretty much won. Um, then it worked out exactly as planned, really. They did. They had loads of chances early on. To get that goal, that would have made it interesting for them, but they just can't finish. Right? Uh, so, yeah, fairly predictable. And as you say, great price when you look at it. Like, I mean, we thought that beforehand. It's always always easier afterwards. Uh, but, yeah, 6-4 to four was actually the only uh, good outcome from the Champions League for me. Bit of a poor, uh, poor show. Yeah, did you miss the rest? I went 2-2 two and two, um, with that plus money After winner, so I was all right. Either. Uh, Napoli won, Milan won. I uh, took Napoli to qualify. I said I'd handicapped this game three times um, in the last month and got it wrong every single time, so I just got it wrong again. Um, 
don't really know why Napoli can't beat Milan because they're not that good. But um, Milan would never really um, out of second gear here. Got a goal. Um, Napoli equalised last kick of the game pretty much and that was that pass. Yeah, I mean, I got that side of the draw completely wrong. I thought Benfica uh, and I thought Napoli would cruise through to the semi-finals. Uh, whereas the other side of it said Real Madrid were a good price. Um, and also thought Man City would get passed by. And I think, uh, as I say, that side of the draw, was I, I would never have had Inter and Milan going through. I mean, I took Napoli to score two goals in that one and missed penalty. Um, 70 minutes might have made it a bit more interesting. Kvarash Skelia missed from the penalty spot. And uh, that was the end of that for me. And that was a similar story in the Man City game because I backed Man City to score two or more. Uh, that game also finished 1-1. And that game also had a missed penalty from Man City. So I feel a little bit unlucky um, in that I was a missed penalty away from, from hitting both of those. I was getting uh, World Cup vibes all those missed pens costing us because it was about three games in a row when we started doing the World Cup show that a missed pen cost me. Yeah, Munich won, Man City won. Um, I took both teams to score in the first half. Obviously, neither of them did. It was kind of alive for a bit. Munich made some chances, then they missed a pen but yeah, no good at all. And into three, Benfica three. Uh, got one here, both teams to score. Uh, fun, but the result was really never in doubt. Um, and then, Baz, we dropped into the lower leagues. My game, Carlisle, were three minutes away from winning. And getting me this one, they were two to one. I was, so it's one of those where I feel like I was right. The pick was right because my pick, two to one, were three minutes away from landing. So I feel like, I mean, it did the right thing, but that element number three that we're talking about of getting that little bit of luck didn't quite happen. So yeah, that one um, didn't cash either. Your League One play, what happened there? I took Ipswich, didn't I, in the handicap. Um, they'd kept 10 clean sheets in 11 games. Um, they blew that this week, went 1-0 down, came back to win the game. Uh, an important result for Ipswich at the top of the league, but didn't cover the handicap. Um, so a little bit frustrating. First time in a while they have, haven't have kept a clean sheet or got three or four goals in a game. So, yeah, that let me down for the Ipswich pick, but also let the treble down because the treble I had Plymouth, Peterborough and Ipswich, but Ipswich I stretched it to the handicap. So they all three won on my treble, but I didn't get the uh, Ipswich to cover the handicap. So a little bit disappointing with the League One for it in the midweek. Yeah, well, we'll get back to our spiritual home, the Premier League, where we've been on absolute flames uh, the last few weeks. I'll tell you first about underdog fantasy. Uh, the NBA and NHL playoffs are here. What better way to get down on some player prop parlays than over at underdog fantasy? Besides daily NHL, NBA and MLB games, they've also got great NFL best ball drafts with a guaranteed half million in prizes. Head to underdogfantasy.com. Use the promo code SGPN for a 100% deposit bonus up to $100. Underdogfantasy.com, promo code SGPN. Okay, so Friday night football. I love a bit of Friday night football. I don't have uh, work tomorrow night, so I can watch this. A uh, bit of a tricky one to handicap. Looks like a bit of a mismatch on paper, uh, but they don't play on paper. Baz, this is why they play the games. We have Arsenal against Southampton. Arsenal are one to five. Um, minus 500. The odds have changed here since our handicap this earlier on. The draws at 6-1 to one and Southampton are 16-1. to one. Um, So, yeah, it's a hard one to handicap. You've got a 5-1 you've got a five to one on favourite and a 16-1 to one underdog here. Um, Arsenal have lost 2-0 leads in their last two games. Um, pretty disastrously last weekend at West Ham as well. 2-0 um, up inside 10 minutes then West Ham get one back Arsenal miss a penalty. so I think the key to this game the key to handicapping this game is the response you're going to get out of Arsenal because on all known form this is a battering like you can't look at this in any way and come and not handicap it as a 3-0 4-0 Arsenal win something like that so assuming that they respond properly they'll respond well like they, they don't drop their arse um, and Southampton spring the massive um, shock. So at home this season, Arsenal been great. Uh, won 12, drawn two, lost one. They are averaging 2.88 goals per game in the last eight. Um, 
Southampton look absolutely goosed. They've lost three in a row. They haven't scored in their last three away games. Um, their average goals scored in the last eight is down 18.2% uh, on what they've been doing before that as well. Um, so, of the of the couple of ways you had a handicap on this, I just think Southampton are done. Um, Arsenal to win to nil is going to be my pick. I think they'll get it done comfortably. I don't know. Again, I didn't want to take the two and a half, three and a half, four and a half. I'm just banking on the Arsenal clean sheet. I don't think Southampton have got it in them. Like I say, the last three away games have blanked. Uh, terrible result last weekend for them. So yeah, Arsenal to win to nil is a price of five to six, minus 120. And I'll take this opportunity to say hello to Slick Rick while he's here. Uh, evening. Baz, Arsenal, Southampton. Yeah, so... Uh, similar thing in the you. You sort of looking at this game. We talk about how we're, we're looking at Man City fixtures like this every week, aren't we? With Man City being one to fours and one to five. I can't remember the last time I seen Arsenal as short as two to eleven or one to five, whatever it is at the moment. But rightfully so, yeah. Um, I mean, as you say, they've they blew a couple of a couple of two 0 leads there. Definitely some signs of defensive frailties of late, which would which would concern me a little bit for your pick, because um, they have been conceding goals in, in a few games lately. I think they've only had one clean sheet um, in the last five, possibly. Um, the home form yeah, is. You're right. I think they've missed um, they've missed Saliba. Baz Saliba's been a big miss. I thought the day that yeah. he's not going to be back when they thought he was, but. Um, yeah, I agree with you, but I still just don't think Southampton have it in them really. Any other team, possibly, but not. Yeah, there. I mean, I don't, I don't dislike it. Um, it's just a di- different way of skinning the cat, so to speak, in it. Uh, but the home form's still rock solid. Uh, last four at home, they've won four one v Leeds, four uh, one v Palace, three two v Bournemouth, four 0 Everton. So they're winning at home and they're winning well. Um, and what better way to bounce back from those two disappointing draws than against Southampton team who? As you say, they've just looked dead and buried. Uh, they're on a six-game winless streak. Away from home, it's four defeats in the last six. Um, and they failed to score in four of those six games. So that does lend into your, uh, your bet there. Um, I mean, funny enough, the two games they did pick up points from were against Chelsea and Man United. So in a six-game away winless streak... Um, as I say, the sorry, the, the yeah, the drew against Man United in the nil nil. Did they beat Chelsea? I think they beat Chelsea one nil. Um, I think you've got to back Arsenal here. So it's just again, how do you play it? And I'm going to do same as what I did last week on the Liverpool game, um, which we should mention. Hit on Monday night. I went with first half goals. That hit, and also the three day parlay came up. Um, did it? Did that. mine come in? No, you cards. There was only one. You needed three. Ah, shit! Yeah, what a divvy. Um, so yeah, I hit the uh, hit the treble from last weekend. So anyone who did was prepared to sweat it out all the way to Monday night would have cashed that. Uh, but I've gone back to the first half goals. Um, it worked last week in the Liverpool game. Arsenal, as we know, have went two 0 up very early in those last two games. They've scored in the first half in all of the last five games, and they've scored two or more in the first half in four of the last five. Um, so even if Southampton don't get involved, I think Arsenal can go two goals themselves early on. So it's just a different way of looking at it, trying to get the plus money for something. And it's over 1.5 first half goals at 11 to 10. Uh, or if you want to be a bit bolder, and like if you think Southampton won't score, then you can take Arsenal to score two first half goals at seven to four. I don't mind that either. Uh, but I think Arsenal will come flying out the traps again take Southampton early on. So, yeah, the pick for me is over 1.5 first half goals, but I might have a little sprinkle on Arsenal to score two or more in the first half at 7-4. Serial's uh, put up a good-looking bet in the chat there. Arsenal, half-time, full-time, and over two and a half goals, even money plus 100. Uh, so, there's another option. Uh, lunchtime on Saturday is Fulham against Leeds. Uh, 12.30 kickoff this one, which is 7.30 Eastern time. Fulham 13-10. to 10. Uh, plus 130. The draw 12 to 5, plus 240. And Leeds are 21 to 10, uh, plus 210. Baz, Fulham Leeds. Yeah, I'm uh, I'm, I'm all out of uh, kilter here because I've done my notes on a different computer today. Um, so I'm now sat with the kids' laptop at the side of me with 
my notes on instead of in the screen in front of us. So when I keep looking Come off on, to the Baz. side, that's I'm a bit of professionalism I'm, here, man. I know, I know the viewers would love looking into my eyes and that, but I'm, I'm going to be looking away a bit more tonight. Um, Fulham, 3-1 win last week over Everton. I broke a five-game losing streak. Um, it's, it's hard to know if that's going to be the start of any kind of revival. Um, but this game should really give us a bit of an idea because Leeds are showing signs of imploding at the moment. Um, I mean, for Leeds, losing is one thing, but it's the manner of those last two defeats. They've absolutely just folded, haven't they? Uh, 6-1 against Liverpool, 5-1 against Palace. Leeds have now not kept a clean sheet in seven league games. Um, so I didn't really have to look far for a bet here. Leeds have scored nine goals in the last six games. So despite being in poor form, they're averaging a goal and a half a game. Um, they've also conceded 21 in the last six games. Obviously, 11 of those came in the last two. Both teams to score has hit in all six of the last six for Leeds. Over 2.5 has hit in six on a row for Leeds. Um, and actually, in the last six for Leeds, only one of them didn't go over 3.5 goals as well. Um, and it's a similar for Fulham. There's enough there to say they can keep to their side of the bargain. They've also had no clean sheet in six games. Both teams to scores hit in four of six for them. Over 2.5 is hitting four of six for them. So I just thought both teams to score looked the obvious pick at around seven to ten. It's a little bit short, though, so I thought I'll go for the over 2.5 instead. That's close at evens, 10 to 11. So for me, over 2.5 goals, Fulham v Leeds at 10 to 11 is my pick. And I don't mind riding it a little bit higher and taking the over 3.5 <laughs> at around 11 to 5 plus 220. Uh, as I say, that's landed in five of the last six for Leeds. Um, oh, I need the to, over three and a half. So I'll I need to that. do that thing that I do on countdown bars where I show yeah. you mine working out because uh, the exact same two things over two and a half at 10 to 11, and next to it, I've written down over three and a half um, at 11 to five. I mean, the total goals in Leeds last six games four, six, five, three, six, seven. Um, yeah. Absolutely ridiculous. I don't think they've got any intention of defending, they're not capable of defending. Um, they're historically bad, and I think they'll just go for it. Fulham, we had them on the slide, didn't we? Until last week, they just went to Everton, completely played with a handbrake off um, and duffed them up. So, yeah, um, hard to pick a side. You can't pick Leeds to win. Leeds never win. Don't know what to make of Fulham. But goals, uh, goals was your instinct when you first looked at it. And the more you looked into it, it was hard to get away. So, yeah, um, I'll take the same two picks. We get up that ladder. This could be 4 all or something. Uh, three o'clock. Kickoff again is Brentford against Aston Villa. Brentford six to four plus one fifty. The draw is nine to four plus two twenty five. And Aston Villa are fifteen to eight plus one eighty seven. Uh, Brentford have lost three in a row. The two of those without scoring. They were poor against Wolves last week. They did okay in the first half of the Newcastle game, but Newcastle got them back uh, in the second half. Villa absolutely flying. Uh, one five in a row. Won seven of the last eight. They demolished Newcastle last week. Um, I thought the wrong team was favourites here, Baz. Um, again, Villa have been really, really good to us. If you look, this five-game winning streak, I think we've taken them in probably four. We had them at Chelsea at five to one. We had them against Forest on the handicap. Took them to beat Newcastle last week. I can't see why, especially at these prices... Um, you can't take Aston Villa again. I think you almost have to. At 15 to 8, plus 187. See, Brentford just seem to be dropping off a little bit. Their levels are dropping off. They've overperformed. Um, and Villa just on the crest of a wave for you. Yeah, and I think the wrong the, the wrong team's favourite. I think these prices should be the other way around. So give me Aston Villa, Baz. Uh, 15 to 8, plus 187. Good stuff. Um, I mean, I thought exactly the same as you um, on current form. I just can't believe that Villa are as big a price as they are. Um, I mean, Brentford are coming into it off the back of three defeats, five games without a win. Villa, on the other hand, coming in on the back of a five-game winning streak. They're unbeaten in eight. Uh, just one draw in those eight games as well, so won seven of the last eight. Villa have also kept six clean sheets in the last eight games, scored two or more in six of the last eight. Um, and Brentford have only kept one clean sheet in their last 10. Everything to me just points to Villa. Uh, and I think you have to take Villa at these prices. I know Brentford at home, though, are, are 
capable of beating anyone on that day. They, they, they do have a good performance in them. And as you say, that first half against us, they looked lively. Um, so I looked at the Brentford home form to see if there was anything that would put me off Villa. And I'd say the home form's just okay, really. Since the World Cup, three draws, four wins, um, and I think two defeats, possibly. But the last three wins at home for Brentford have come against Bournemouth, Southampton, Fulham. So, you know, games you would expect them to be challenging to win at home anyway. They did have a good win against Liverpool in there. Um, but they've also lost to Newcastle and West Ham lately and they failed to beat Palace and Leicester at home. So there's there's plenty there to suggest Villa can get this done. But they do score often enough, Brentford, and that's the only thing that sort of slightly pushed me in another direction. And I'm, it's, I'm not saying I, I think they'll win the game. I do think Villa is the pick on the money line. Um but only West Ham have kept a clean sheet against Brentford since the World Cup. They are scoring pretty much every game. Um, so, why well, I will back Villa here. My main pick for this one is going to be uh, Villa to score two or more goals. It's just very slightly shorter uh, at 13-8. to eight. And that just gives me the cover against a big Brentford home performance and a 2-2 um, or even a 3-2 Brentford, something daft like that. Um, I mean, Brentford have scored two or more in five of the last nine home games. So I'm just happy to have the 2-2 on my side. I still think Villa are the bet. I still think Villa are the, are the, the bet at the prices. But for me, Villa to score two or more at 13-8 is going to be my pick. And again, I'm a little bit tempted to take it higher. I mean, Villa could have had four or five against Newcastle last week. Um, and that's Newcastle who have got a solid defensive record across the season. There's not many teams have put more than one past Newcastle. Uh, so Villa to score three or more is available at 6-1. to one. And Villa to score four or more is available at 18 to 1. Uh, so a little sprinkle on those. But yeah, the main pick for me, Villa to score two or more, 13 to 8. Bazza's ladders, uh, back again. Um, next but up, three Rick's o'clock. Right. I mean, Slick Rick's just put it in there. He says the books are sleeping on Villa. And I think, I think they are. If I'd looked at handicapped this game before I'd looked at the betting, I'd have had Villa down as favourites. I'd have thought Villa yeah, 100%. was at a 6 to 4, 11 to 8, something like that. Just on form alone. Um, but yeah, uh, you've got to go with Villa in some form. And, and as I say, I've just gone a different way to you. Completely agree with you, Baz. Um, Crystal Palace against Everton. Crystal Palace, 21 to 20, plus 105. The draw is 11 to 5, plus 220. Everton are plus 275, 11 to 4. Baz, tell us who you're going to bet on and why is it Crystal Palace? Uh, it's not Palace, funnily enough. Fuck. What? Uh, so you're, you're mad, I, you fast. You're not well. I move on when it's time to move on, Malcolm. Do you? you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. Cool, blooded you. Strike at the right time, you know. So I mean, Palace have had a proper resurgence. Three wins in a row, nine goals scored. For context, in the previous ten games, they scored just six goals, and they've now scored nine in the last three. Um, Everton, on the other hand, look decidedly average, don't they? They, they pick up the odd win here and there since Dice come in. Uh, which is keeping them just above the relegation zone. But it looks very much as if Everton are going to be right in this relegation battle right up to the last day, as far as I can see. Because they can't, they're not capable of going on any kind of run uh, to get them away from it. You know, the type of run that the likes of Palace have done or teams like Bournemouth have done to get themselves away from it. Um, no win in four for Everton. Um, and just one win in seven now. And the home defeat against Fulham would have set the alarm bells ringing, I think, because the home form, we'd said, that's the type of games where they'll grind out a 1-0 win, get them the, the sort of three points that'll probably keep them keep them up, you know, if they can keep picking them up. Um, but they didn't do so. So they've also just won clean sheet in the last eight games. Um, and with Palace firing again and full of confidence, that, that doesn't bode well for Everton either. So as I say, I've taken Palace three weeks on a row at good prices, and a lot of that was just the value offered. I thought the, the prices were too big. Um, but as they're getting closer to even money here, I just think the price becomes a bit more prohibitive. And I don't fancy back in Palace at, at around evens in this spot. That's not to say I don't think they'll win. I just think, you know, I'm always looking at what, what do I think will happen. But also, you've got to look at, do you think the, the, the price is what you were hoping for? And I don't, don't quite think it is. So I'm not going to take them to win it. Not to say they won't. Uh, I'm going to go down the both teams to score route here. Although Everton only have one win in six, they have scored in five of the last six games. Only Man United kept a clean sheet against Everton. And Palace 
Uh, clean sheet against Southampton last week was their first clean sheet since uh, a nil-nil back in February against Liverpool. Uh, both teams to score available at the evens, um, and that's a pick here for me. I think Everton are scoring often. They won't likely score more than one, um, but in current form, you'd also back Palace to get in there on the other side of it. So, yeah, Everton Palace, or Palace Everton, uh, both teams to score at evens. I hate that, Baz. Um, Everton I tell won't by score. the look on your face, you hated it. I was furious, I nearly. You've heard this and... pick I've made in the last few weeks, and most of them have come in. So yeah, you're right, Mike. Like, <laughs> yeah, I've it's never, good. I've never it's been good news for you. Of, of you. The sad for Crystal Palace fans is I'm taking Palace here. Yeah? Um, I'm on the bandwagon too late, but as I'm jumping on the back of the train after it's pulled out of the station. Um, if that's a correct analogy, I don't know. Um, I think they're informed. They're playing full of freedom. They're full of goals. This isn't the kind of game Everton need. Um, I would need to play I someone really dogshit. Score update Man United are 2 0 down against Seville. Yeah! And plenty of time to get the third. Get in. Yeah, yes, Spider Man pajamas on. Where's the. Oh, <laughs> anyway, shut up. Uh, childish. So, yeah. Um, terrible performance last week for Everton against Fulham. Um, big, big red flag that was for me. Um, that was Everton's MO. They're the games Everton are going to win, not these ones. And they haven't got a goal in them, Baz. You've taken both teams to score. They have not got a goal in them. Um, Crystal Palace, 21 to 20, uh, plus 105 for me. Uh, right, next up, still at three o'clock, is Leicester against Wolves. Leicester, 13 to 9, plus 145. Draws 23 to 10, plus 230. Wolves are 19 to 10, plus 190. This was a tricky one. Oh, my goodness. Complicated game to handicap. Um, I think the key here is, do you get the new manager bounce? Um, hey, you still allowed the new manager bounce in your second game. What's the rules? If the first game was a complete write-off... I think your first game against Man City... Yeah. I mean, I've got this in my notes, the exact same discussion. So, yes, I think you you have... You're allowed it, yeah? But, like, it's been there 10 days now. The players are not going to be as excited. They're going to think, oh, actually, you know, that John Terry's... Because they were dead excited, weren't they, for Dean Smith? Oh, they were thrilled, aye, and that bloke with the carrying the two balls like that. I'm sick of him. He's already got everyone's nerves. Um... So, yeah, do you get a new manager bounce? Um, Leicester's home form is absolutely appalling. They won four out of 16. However, Wolves' away form um, is just as bad. They've won two of 15 uh, away from home. They have won two games in a row, Wolves, and looked quite good against Brentford last week. Uh, But, yeah, at home is where Wolves are going to do their thing. Uh, There's no patterns to find anywhere. Both teams to score over two and a half. Couldn't find it. So, what happened here was, I had to call an audible buzz. There was a big scribble on my notes. I don't want to bet Wolves. That was fine. That's not in dispute. I then wrote, so I wrote down Leicester at 13-9. I since have discovered that Harvey Barnes will not be playing. Harvey Barnes is probably the second best player behind Madison. But he's also the top scorer as well. Um, And I mean, that's a big thing. You've got to be able to score goals. Sounds fairly obvious. But if you can't kick it in the goal, Baz, um, you're not going to win. So I have scribbled out my Leicester pick and I've gone for the draw. Um, 1-1, possibly a 0-0. Um, but yeah, the draw for me, 23-10. to 10, And it was that news on Barnes being out um, that, that just took the took that one goal win away from Leicester and turned it into a point apiece for these two. So Captain Insane was asking, doesn't Baz have a system on Wolves? Well, the system was on Wolves' home games. And it went ticked up last week. Broke, gone. Gone, gone Captain. Dead. 13 game streak that ended last week uh, with Wolves beating Ch- uh, can't remember who it was now. Anyway, we backed them to get beat and the system's gone. Brentford. So, yeah, scribble that system out of your mind doesn't exist anymore. And it never existed in Wolves away games. Um, I wrote it down the <laughs> same as you. Hard game. Um, hard game, the handicap. It, it should be easier on paper than when you look at Leicester's form, but then as you say, you, you then you look into the Wolves stuff and it's, it's not much better. Um, and I've just said, I struggled a, a bit opposing Leicester 
because of the fact that it's the, all these runs come to an end somewhere and it's just finding the right spot. Um, I know winning nine, just one draw in those nine games. The only slight positive I could find is that they have scored a goal in five of the last six. Um, they actually played quite well against City last week. Um, I mentioned on the show earlier in the week, they had a higher XG in that game despite losing 3-1 to City. Um, and I think that's what gave me doubts about opposing them. I, I feel like, I mean, we said at the time Dean Smith was a weird appointment. Um, but, it, you know, like you said, nobody was expecting him to come in and mastermind a, a win over Man City. But he could come in and mastermind a win over Wolves. Um, could he? I think he could. Uh, so I, I, Ma- I talked Ma- myself into Leicester a bit. I mean, Wolves, Wolves have had back-to-back wins and back-to-back clean sheets, uh, Brentford and Chelsea, but they were both at home. They're away form, they haven't won in four and just one win in eight. And they've not kept a clean sheet away from home since August. That's astonishing, isn't it? Um, so they don't keep clean sheets. They always concede on the road. Um, and that's that's why I've sort of talked myself into Leicester a bit. I did so before looking at the odds, and I, I would say I, I expect Leicester to be a little bit bigger. I've got them around six to four. Um, I thought this would be a, a little bit closer. But um, I've been bold enough to take similar teams in similar sort of runs in the past. I took Palace the other week coming off a horrendous run and got on them at the right time. I took Bournemouth earlier in the season against Wolves when they'd been on a horrendous winless streak. Uh, and I think this could be the spot for Leicester. So I'm uh, I'm being bolder than you and I'm going to take Leicester. It's not a fancy price. I think 6-4 is okay. It's not it's not amazing. I would like it being a bit bigger. But yeah, the pick for me is Leicester to beat Wolves at 6-4. to four. Yeah, that... Well, I'm not going to argue with you about that, Baz, because that's what I had written down. It was just that Harvey Barnes news, because they say, you take your top scorer out of a team and they don't have an awful lot of Pats and Ducker. Uh, you see Jamie Vardy, old, um, what's constantly Smythe, what's his name? Um, it's just a little bit underwhelming, like Sean. Um, the SCP and Merd store, that's a good place to go, uh, if you want, in honour of the NBA playoffs from now until the end of the season. Um, the end of the season, the end of April, you can get 10% off anything in the SGP and Merge store, including this hoodie, including this hat. You can't see this hat. Uh, use the promo code SGPNBA. Head to store.sportscamdenpodcast.com and use the promo code SGPNBA to get 10% off everything. It says here, bars in big yellow letters. Mention what item you like in the Merge store. You do that. I like the hoodie. I've got my SGPN hoodie on now. It's a very good quality hoodie. And yeah. It's very warm, although I'll probably stop wearing it soon because uh, it's getting getting towards the spring now. But it is. Uh, yeah. I'm I'm always sitting on the sofa with a blanket on. I sit in shorts and t-shirt all day every day in the house. Uh, but if it's cold, I'll put a blanket on. Now I don't need to. I put my hoodie on. The hoodies are really good quality and they're nice. Wear it everywhere. Lovely, now, like. uh, lovely sales, Baz. Lovely sales technique. ABC always be closing. Um, what film's that from? Glenn Gary, Glenn Ross is the answer. Trivia. Uh, I'm like Barry Norman. Next up, three o'clock, Liverpool versus Nottingham Forest. Liverpool are four to 25, minus 625. Draw is 13 to 2, plus 650. Forest are 16 to 1. Our second 16 to 1 shot. Um, this is all you, Baz. What you got? Oh, man. That's I, I what I'm laughing at. at. Liverpool, and, and a, a few things I've seen from their fans this week with them just getting a little bit carried away after that 6-1 win against Leeds. So I was on social media and, and seen um, you know, one of the Liverpool Twitter pages, not not the official one, saying how, how many points will Liverpool get from their run-in, listed the fixtures. And the amount of Liverpool fans saying, oh, we get, we've got eight games, several of them saying, oh, we win all of them, 24 and make a good <laughs> push for fourth. There was a couple of them being pragmatic and going for 22 points and maybe 21 and, and still snatching top four. I just thought it was a little bit carried away after the 6-1 against Leeds. Um, it was almost as if they forgot that they'd been on a five-game winless streak before that. Um, so, yeah, I did have a little bit of a chuckle at that. I mean, I, I get Twitter isn't the uh, isn't really a fair representation of a, of a club's fan base. And I do know quite a few uh, Liverpool fans who are... And Slick oh, Rick's shit, Baz. Slick and, Rick's a Liverpool no, fan. Might have to tone it down, Baz. 
Well, you see, I've I was just about to come down a little bit anyway and say I do know quite a few Liverpool fans. I work with a couple. Um, Big Dave, who listens to the show, is a Liverpool fan, and most of them, to be fair, are, are far more realistic. Um, and, and but yeah, Twitter can be a, just ridiculous at times. I, I think they're all idiots, but fan, fan bases, isn't it? Um, that said, when all that's said and done, I think Liverpool will win here, and they will win well. Um, we've wrote Forest off weeks ago. Uh, yeah. Under strength, Man United team last week made relatively easy work of them. And that was at the city ground where Forrest are supposedly better. Um, although that, that sort of home home form for Forrest's gone now as well. Uh, Liverpool's home form is good. They've no defeat in the league since the end of October. Uh, Forrest are now 10 games without a win. Away from home for Forrest, it's six defeats in a row and just one point from their last eight. They've conceded 20 goals in the last eight games. So I do think Liverpool will win. I think they'll win well. I don't think they'll win all of their last eight games. Uh, but they'll win here and they'll score three or more goals. So that's the pick for me. Liverpool over 2.5 team goals at four to five. Tell you what, Baz, this is, uh, there's some joined up thinking going on from me and you tonight. I think this could be an absolute bloodbath. Forest or doomed. Doomed, I tell you. Um, Liverpool got Diaz back the other night, which is a bonus for them. Uh, to add to Gakpo, Nunes, Salah and Jota. I mean, that's five. Absolute top class strikers, like it's ridiculous. Yeah. Um, I thought this might be Baza's ladders. Uh, I've, my initial bet is the same as yours Liverpool team total over two and a half, uh, four to five minus 125, with my little ladder drawn next to it. Uh, over three and a half is two to one, over four and a half is 92. And I have found a life changing bet if you uh, want to gamble responsibly, which we don't encourage. Liverpool half time, full time is 11 to 18 minus 164. Um, Stick your house on it. You'll have a house and two thirds of another house uh, yeah, by I mean, the time that finishes. And I told you the other day, I'd done the ladder on the um, the game on Monday. I took the same same price. It was Liverpool to score two or more. Was four to five. I got Liverpool to score three or more at five to two. We then got four or more at seven to one, and five or more at eighteen to one. Unfortunately, Bet three six five weren't offering six or more. Otherwise, we could have probably oh, okay. got that at about forty to one. Uh, but I did go up the ladder on the Monday. Posted that in the Discord afterwards, which is never, never good, really, is it? You know, when you don't after time, and you you yeah. love it. Once a week, Baz, you you get a reputation, you know. know. Once you, a week, yeah. Baz sneaks, he puts his sneaky little winners in that he hasn't told anyone about. Oh, look what I did, lads, lads, lads! Look, look what I did. I mean, so, yeah, this is I the perf- this is the perfect forum, Baz, for I would suggest putting those bets out. This is kind of why we're here. But, you know, we are limited to about an hour um, and I can't... And sometimes, oh, this is why... Do them first, put them ones in first this, and leave all the shit ones out. Uh, this is why, you know, you've got to be everywhere, aren't you? Twitters, Discords, all of that, because sometimes <laughs> things pop into your mind at the last minute. Uh, but yeah, I don't mind the ladder at all. I, I agree with you. I think it could be a bloodbath here for Forrest. Um, that little impression I did, Baz, that is exactly how you talk as well, just in case you were wondering. Um, next up, Sunday... Uh, two o'clock Bournemouth v West Ham Bournemouth are seven to four plus 175 the draw is nine to four plus 225 West Ham eight to five plus 160 Bournemouth have won four of six remarkably uh, and the two defeats have come to uh, apart from Manchester City probably the two best form teams in the table um, Brighton and Aston Villa West Ham picked up four points um, four huge points really a win at Fulham and then an excellent draw against Arsenal last week. Give them a huge boost in their bit to stay up. Confidence will be high, um, having come from two down last week. This was pretty easy when I started looking at the trends, Baz. Bournemouth always score at home. West Ham have scored in six of the last seven. Both teams are playing well. Um, both teams to score is four to five, minus 120, Baz. It's unbelievable this, Malcolm. Uh, no, you I'm, haven't, have you? Jesus. Yeah, yeah, yeah I mean... I've said um, similarly, Bournemouth have done really well. Four wins from the last six. Moved them up to 14th, now six points clear of the bottom three. And I think they'll I think they'll pick up enough points now and, and stay up. I, I never wrote them off quite as much as, as you had earlier on when we looked at the relegation. I thought Bournemouth could could get away from it. I didn't think I had them going down with 17 points when I did yeah. that in January. And they were on 17 points at the time. Um yeah. so, <laughs> so yeah, I got that really, really wrong. 
They've won five of the last nine. And if you look at the four defeats they've had, Arsenal, Man City, Brighton and Villa. So four teams who are bang in form as well. Um, I mean, West Ham are on such a team. They're not bang in form, but they're, they're doing OK. They've, they've lost only one of the last five league games now, I think, West Ham. Um, and the game's pretty much a pick them, isn't it? The bookies can, can barely split them. Um, there isn't an outcome here that would be a huge shock. So, again, I'm, I'm similar to you, heading to the goals market, uh, and I thought both teams to score as well. West Ham have scored in six of the last seven. Um, Brentford's 2-0 defeat against Brighton last in their last home game was the first home game in seven that they hadn't managed to score in. So, at home, they have got a good... Not Brentford, Bournemouth, sorry. Um, yeah. Cut the crap. Give me Bournemouth. Uh, both teams to score. <laughs> Over. Yeah. Give both teams to score four to five. Bournemouth v West. Have you had a stroke, Buzz? Team ride. No, I keep uh, asking if you won't do it. Wait, look at Buzz doing the funnies. Um, the final Prem game this weekend is also two o'clock. Um, what time's that? Nine a.m. Eastern time between Newcastle United and Tottenham Hotspur. A game I shall be at. Newcastle are five to six minus one twenty. Draws eleven to four plus two seventy five. Tottenham is sixteen to five plus three twenty. Uh, Baza, the tune against Spurs. I mean, first things first, Malcolm. Do you know about the big event happening at half time in the Toon v Spurs game? There's going to be a nuclear bomb warning or something, and we all yeah. have to run around everybody, and not panic. Everybody in the UK is going to get a, an alarm on their phone at three o'clock on Sunday afternoon, uh, which is testing some uh, sort of major event alert system. So it's going to be interesting. Well, it might not be interesting because you can never get a fucking signal in St. Ah, you can't go and get a signal within um, three miles of the ground, three days either side of a match. So what will be interesting is to see whether miraculously 52,000 people can get a signal at three o'clock and just what, what sort of noise it makes when 52,000 phones goes off. It'll be interesting. But I, I suspect half of them won't get a ping at all until they leave the ground and yeah. get further down the road. Um, but back to the football. Um, as Newcastle were well beaten last week. You know, we, we covered that one to death earlier in the week. Um, prior to that, it was five wins in a row. Uh, we'd scored 13 goals in that run and, and conceded only four. And we've still lost just the one home game all season, that being the 2 0 against Liverpool, uh, where Pope was sent off early on. I mean, that's not to use that as an excuse for a 2 0 down before he got sent off. Um, Spurs last six, two wins, two losses, two draws. They're a team devoid of any confidence or any kind of plan at the moment. And under Stellini, it's just the same shit as it was under Conte, isn't it? Nothing's changed apart from the man on the touchline. Um, is he banned this week, Stellini? He got sent off, didn't he? I mean, uh, him he got sent off for being the only might... person not yeah. involved in that fight, didn't he? They might have backtracked and, and let him off without maybe he was. I mean, who cares if he's in the dugout? doesn't really matter, let's be honest. Um, so, yeah, two wins in the last six, but let's remember one of them was that dodgy one against Brighton where they absolutely stole three points. And the other one was a home game against Forrest. They were the worst away team in the league. Um, so Spurs away form is hopeless, four defeats in a row and no winning six in all competitions. So I've just kept this really simple. I've just taken Newcastle on the money line uh, for me, five to six. Um, I just think we'll get the job done at home. And I think the Spurs team are on the slide. Just keep it simple. Um, Newcastle will win five to six. Newcastle to win for Bars. I mean, for me, uh, looking for comps, you know, I like to find a comparison. And we've seen this recently. Newcastle at home against big teams in big spots have just been getting it done. It's a Sunday afternoon. We said about the Man United game. We dominated Man United three weeks ago. The game I was never as bullish as I've been in my life. We dominated Manchester City for large spells in the 3-3 draw. And you can go back to last year, the Arsenal game. Arsenal came up needing to win to get the Champions League and we just smashed the daylight out it's a combination of the crowd the team are up for it the the extra few beers um, and Spurs are fully prepared here 
to shit their pants and down to use after 10 minutes. If it's not going their way, there's a team, they'll happily just say, nah, this isn't for us. Like um, like you say, they're, they're in absolute shambles at the moment. So I think, I mean, the, the attractive thing about that Man United day was the price. Newcastle were a big old price. Yeah. Um, they're only five to six this time around. It's like the bookies have cottoned on a little bit. But Newcastle should make changes. Last week, they, they rested long staff. Anthony Gordon, it was a bad game for him to get involved with. He, like, he needs a, a home game against Southampton where we can win 4-0 and he can get on the ball. Um, so we'll be back to normal, back at full strength. Almiron's available. Um, yeah, I've taken the same bet again, Baz. Um, Newcastle are at 5-6, to six, minus 120 to get this done. Um Slick Rick's made a good point. You know, he says it's hard to back anything in their games at the moment, and I get that. Uh, what he does like is live bets against them when they go ahead. Um, yeah, and it's definitely relevant that we're ahead against Everton. Uh, Everton came back late, equalised ahead against Southampton. Southampton got that three-three draw, and they were ahead against Bournemouth last week and fucked that up as well. So yeah, if Spurs do go one up, maybe that's the time. To get involved. I mean, it's funny actually that because they didn't go through that streak. It was ridiculous. Something like 12 games where they conceded first in every game yeah. earlier in the season, didn't they? Um, and now, when they do go ahead, they don't like it. They go and blob it. So, uh, yeah, different That is rock solid advice from Slick Rick. I like that a lot. Um, right, we're going to finish off with the two FA Cup semi finals, both being played at Wembley. Uh, one on Saturday and one on Sunday. Saturday's game is a 4.45 kick-off, which is 11.45 Eastern time. Manchester City will take on Sheffield United. Uh, Man City are minus 700 or thereabouts. The draw is 8-1. to one. Sheffield United are 14-1. to one. Um, So again, third time in this episode, we're handicapping a minus 500 or bigger favourite. Uh, there's no reason why City won't turn up and turn in what is now their kind of standard performance, uh, which is just to be brilliant. I mean, they've done it to everyone they've come across recently, Bayern Munich counted. Um, it's hard not to fear for Sheffield United in this spot. Um, Sheffield United are going really well in the championship, if you're not aware. They are seven points above Luton Town uh, in second place, so they're still very short price favourites to... Um, get automatic promotion back to the Premier League. They're not conceding a shitload of goals, um, Sheffield United. Only um, 0.63 goals in the last eight matches. I think here, they can give a good account of themselves in the first half. They're going to be up for it. They're going to be feisty. They're going to run round. They're going to defend like badgers. Um, Manchester City coming off a... European trip, a big week. Might just be a little bit more of a slow burner. I've got bads. The first half goals under one and a half. So maybe Man City can pick them off once. With Sheffield United, it'll be uh, tooth and nail. That's at 15 to 17, which is a price of minus 130. So shades of a shade of odds on. Um, might end up 3 or 4 nil, But for the first 45 minutes, Sheffield United will give it a right good go. Keep it down to under one and a half goals, bads. Don't like it at all. Not oh, shit. Well, isn't there... Go the other way. Just go 3-0 up and then half-time take off Haaland and whoever yeah. else and, and then cruise the rest of the game. Uh, there's no bet for me. I haven't got any alternatives for you. I just don't like... No bet? No bet. Sorry? Say again? You can't force me into a bet on this game. I can. No way. Not having I it. will. This is the Premier League Gambling Podcast. And we've put Fucking a pick out for every Premier League game. But you can't force me into an FA Cup pick. I yet. can. So well, you get an email off Human Resources. who will drop into your inbox in the next hour. What, they can buzz off. I mean, I just think... <laughs> they can buzz it's, off. It's, it's tricky though, isn't it? City are, City are too short, right? And I, and I get why you then can look the opposite side of that. Fucking I mean, because we always look for City handicaps or good team goals. You'd have to be backing them to win by... You'd have to pay like a minus 2.5 um, or 14 goals or something just to get close to even money. And it's just a bit too extreme. Um, you know, we know we'll, he'll rest players when he goes ahead. So, again, it leads into your side of things. He might win it 4 or 5 nil, but what price are you going to get for them to win 4 or 5 nil? Um, City to win the nil. Slick Rick's giving you there. Minus the 109. Because I looked at the corners, because City no. can be good in these games where they dominate. And, um, 
you've got to back City to get eight or more corners just to get close to even money. So for me, I'm not having it. Um, and as I say, you could you could look the other way and think, well, if City are so short, there must be value on the other side. But nobody's going to be surprised if they do win 4-0, 5-0, 6-0, whatever. Um, so, yeah, there's nothing that stands out for me. I'll just leave this one. Uh Three words, piece of advice from Captain Insano, grow some balls. Uh, uh, he's also absolutely. said from the, from the ladies' tee. So I'll, I'll take that on the chin. That's absolutely fine. <laughs> I have no problem with that. Um, but yeah, when Man City go 3-0 up and finishes 3-0, everybody will be losing because they've all backed them to score four or more and people like you have backed them to score not none in the first half and things like that. Good. I'd rather lose a tenner than not have a bet. This, That's is, pathetic. Pathetic. this is this is where you need to be in Discord because by Sunday, well, is it the Saturday game or Sunday? Oh, is this what you're going to do? Is this the one you're keeping to yourself? I'll, I'll probably end up, you know, if it's on the TV. I'm, let's be honest, I'm going to have have an interest on. So we'll see. But I just so, yeah, I didn't so we're doing ten to... games. You're not picking one, so we'll knock ten percent off your fee for this show, Baz. Uh, we'll come out for this. You'll. Uh... You'd receive 90% of your standard fee because you've uh, taken yourself away from the entire reason that we're here. Right, okay. See if you can pick something here, Baz. We'll give it a go. Uh, Sunday afternoon, 4.30 kickoff, 11.30 Eastern time. is Brighton against Manchester United. It's the second semi-final. Brighton, 6-4, plus 150. The draw is 5-2, to two, plus 250. Man United, 7-4, plus 275. We'll hand this across to Mr. Barry no bet, Penaluna. What you got? I've got a bet for this one. I mean, Yay. you know, obviously, as I say, I haven't put a huge amount of thought into these FA Cup games because um, this is the Premier League Gambling Podcast. Uh, so you take me picks with a pinch of salt for these FA Cups, or my pick, because I've only got one. Um, I mean, whilst we've been on the show, I've had three different messages saying what a shambles Man United's defence looks or how shit yeah. Maguire looks. Um, I am obviously not watching the game, um, but it's everything... Man United fans feared when Martinez and Varane got injured um, and everything people expected might happen. Um, this is Man United's first away tie in the competition. They've, uh, they've bagged a home draw every, all the way through, haven't they? Um, and they were fortunate, yeah. to get, fortunate to get here, really. That Fulham game, Fulham 1-0 up, cruising, missed a sitter and then self-imploded, didn't they, with the multiple red cards and all that. Um, so, yeah, fortunate to get past Fulham in that one. Um the boogies can fair, you know, barely split these two, and I think that's fair. Um, Rashford's back on the bench tonight, so probably will be involved. As we know, no Varane, no Martinez. And I know it's Shaw, who's been injured, was back on the bench also, so probably ends up playing at the weekend and, and probably playing in centre-half. It'll be interesting to see whether it's Varane or Maguire who make way, but I think Shaw's likely to play centre-half because, I mean, I know... There's, there's probably people who think Maguire gets a bit of a bad press, or, or it's, and it might be exaggerated a little bit. But every time I watch them, certainly for Man United, <laughs> he just looks, he looks nervous, he looks scared, he looks like an accident waiting to happen. Yeah. Um, and I just think it's mental, isn't it? He's, he's had so many sort of doubters for so long now. Um, so I, I'd be interested to see if he does start. Um, but yeah, I think this Brighton team can cause problems and I think my my pick here is backed up even more by the, seeing the result tonight where they're still 2-0 down um, I think as soon as those defensive injuries come along a lot of Man United fans thought the season might might sort of falter a little bit and it, I think I still think they'll get the top four um, but it might be that they end up knocked out of both cups this week it might be a bad week for them Um I think Brighton to win is, is good enough for me. I just think um, Brighton are in great form against a, a Man U defence who, who can't be trusted. Um, I thought First of all, I thought goals. I thought over two and a half was, was worth a look, but it's a bit short at four to six. So I'm just going to be brave, take Brighton to win. Um, good enough to beat this Man U side. Uh, I think they're around six to four. I'll take Brighton on the money line to beat Man United. Um, yeah, this is amazing to see Brighton as favourites against Manchester United in the Cup semi-final. Uh, but they're playing so well. I think the one thing you could point at maybe would be a lack of experience, very similar to the League Cup final when people held that against Newcastle. And it proved um, to, to be worth something. I think the difference is that Newcastle were in a bit of a slump when that happened. Um, 
when the game came around. But Brighton aren't. Brighton are the absolute opposite. Uh, they're 100%. Evan Ferguson is going to be a miss. Um, although he's only just recently got into the team, but he looks really, really sharp. Uh, Man United are missing a few. The Morrison's fishmonger uh, is still not fit. Um, Rashford might be okay. Shite, I've written down. Um, same pick, Baz. Brighton, 6-4. to four. Um, Again, watch them tonight. It's getting to the point, Baz. Nearly feel a bit sorry for Harry Maguire. I don't know if I'm going a bit soft. No, no, I get, I get Nearly. it. Nearly. I, I agree. But as I say, because you, you, you when you look at him playing, it, I think it, it is getting to him. Because he is a better player. I he, I think he is a better player than he than he's showing at the moment. Um, and, you know, I, I think it's daft that he still starts for England. But at the same time, I understand why. Because he, he hasn't really let let Southgate down at any point. But um, for Man United, as I say, just you feel like there's a mistake coming all of the time. Has been on goals lately. He was unlucky not to give away a penalty last week. He was booked in the first five minutes last week. Just little things where you think... Oh, Man, I'd, I'd hate to be watching that uh, if I was a Man United fan. But we'll see. Um, we will see. Slick Ricks put another one, a little builder bet for that game over two and a half goals. Brighton to get five or more corners and four or more total cards in the game comes in at around uh, seven to two. So if you're looking for something a little bit uh, fancy, there's your pick. Yeah. Another pound fine for Captain Insano in the chat. Right, log dog score a parlay time. Um, my lock bars, um, Liverpool team total over two and a half, four to five. I can't see how they don't score six here. Are you laughing as you pick the same thing? Yeah. Oh, okay. Double lock. Yeah, that's that's fine. It's you know. Yeah, it is fine. We're a hundred percent on my locks, Malcolm. So let's. We'll either be a hundred percent. After this, Moonaf had to have a little father-son chat with me a couple of weeks ago because I changed my luck um, because Noah or Dylan had picked it on the show. Um, and then the original one won and mine lost. And he said, Listen, you stick with it. If it's a, if it's going out as a doubler, goes out as a doubler. So we'll yeah, stick with the double lock, Baz. Um, right then, we're gonna run through. So my dog Baz, Aston Villa, 15 to 8. Aston Villa, 15 to 8. Oh my god. <laughs> um Right, we can't have the same goal scorer. Right. This is impossible. Because Liverpool are going to score at least seven goals, you've then got to take your pick out which of those five top-class strikers are going to get it. I've written down Luis Diaz just for a change of scenery. Um, because I think he might get a game. He got a big... He got it... Oh, no. Barry's got his head in his hands here. Um, Luis Diaz... I, I, no, I'm, no, neither am I. If he's not, you pivot to whichever one is. Because yeah, they're all that's similar. That's Sal- Salah's odds on. Darwin's about 11 to 10. And then the rest are all similar, Gakpo, Diaz and Jota. So whichever one of those three, I wrote Luis Diaz down because I just saw, like you say, he got a big round of applause the other night. Um, and it's a, it's, a good, it's a good game for him to get, to get a start here. Now, if he starts, I've no problem with it at all. I just, I'm not sure he's been out for so long. I'm not sure they'll rush him back um, and start him this weekend after just one, one 20 minute outing. Um, I did look at the same game. I didn't go with it because I, Wanted someone a bit better priced, really. Um, initially, my thinking was I was going in looking at Jota. Uh, would have been my first pick. Gakpo, possibly, as well. I wouldn't be taking Salah at, at odds on, but you can see why he is odds on. Uh, but I went back to Watkins. Um, again, because <laughs> I think Villa are overpriced. Um, and I think because Villa are overpriced, I think Watkins is overpriced. He's 15-8 to eight to score any time. He's scored in 10 of the last 12 games. Uh, he scored two against us. That was the first time he'd scored a double all season. Um, but he's just scoring nearly every week at the moment. 10 out of the last 12 he's scored in, uh, and you're getting 15 to 8 for him. So my score is Watkins to score any time at 15 to 8. And I'm going to have a little sprinkle on him to score two or more again, 12 to nice. 1. And if you're doing that, you've got to go for the hat trick. 50 to 1 for a Watkins hat trick. Yeah, it's going on, boys. My Paulie, I struggled a bit with this. Um, but I have dug out Crystal Palace on the money line um, Liverpool half-time full-time which was that bet I liked I threw out earlier on and Bournemouth West Ham both teams to score um, that treble pays 5-1 to one, Baz Yeah I've got a similar sort of price um, and I've gone back to the team goals team total goals trebles because I've hit them two weeks in a row now um, so if it ain't broke don't fix it I've started on the Friday night game um, I did try and see if we could make it another three-day parlay, 
but um, I didn't like any of the Sunday stuff. So we've got Arsenal to score three or more, and then Villa and Liverpool to score two or more. The Villa one, Liverpool one's a bit short. They want four to score two or more, but it just pushed it up a little bit. Um, so again, around five to one. So a team totals: Arsenal to score three or more, Liverpool two or more, and Villa two or more, five to one for me. Uh, beautiful, and that, um, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls has got us to the end of the show. Um, there will be no show on Sunday because I'm going to be at the match and full of beer. Uh, so we'll do that on Monday. Um, so don't expect us on, on Sunday night. Baz, anything else you need to tell the people before we crack on? I don't think so. I'm just saying there's no Monday night game, is there? No, there's games Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday though. So oh, lots of prem next week. The only other thing I've got to tell you is Man United are now 3-0 down. What? What was your pick? Uh, Sevilla to win, Bass was my pick. What price were they? They were a big price as well, weren't they? 13 to 5, Bass, plus 260. Well, I mean, I, I, I considered that. I thought the, the prices were, were skewed the wrong direction. I went with the over two and a half in the end, but... Um, well, It's because, yeah. Baz, Man United are absolutely rubbish. Yeah, it's man. fairly straightforward. Like it's quite a simple system I'm employing. Let's fade the rubbish team. Let's pick all the good teams and we're going to beat them. Newcastle, Sevilla, Liverpool, Brighton this weekend. It's not complicated, but <laughs> I mean they're just giving you money. You've probably just turned off about forty percent of our listeners. Yeah, sorry, Nick. Forty percent of our listeners is Nick. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> He's all right, but yeah. They won the cup. Congratulations on that. Um, right, okay, let's go, Baz. I've got, uh, if you want to listen to some MLB shenanigans in 18 minutes' time, uh, you'll be able to listen to me do a bit of that as well. So we'll crack on. So, yeah, show's on Monday, um, but there's loads of winners in this show that we've just given out. I can feel it in my bones. Um, yeah, appreciate everyone joining in. Uh, good fun. Get in the Discord channel, Baz is right, and he might put some of his secret bets in there as well. So, who's to know? If not, uh, we'll make him neck this fish sauce. Yeah, um, we might get some uh, League One stuff in there again this week. Oh, yeah, we like that. Uh, or, until or I, like, I fancy the Wrexham goals this weekend, Morgan. I know okay. you're trying to end this show because you've got baseball in a little bit. Yeah, all right, guys. You just, so, yeah. Get in the Discord. Small talk. Right, shut up. Good luck. Love you, everyone. We'll see you down the road. Cheers. <laughs>